Welcome to the Raj Kotecha Show, number one podcast in Dubai, especially if you like selfless acts of giving, which is what I'm doing here today by taking time out of my hectic day with so much work to do and also dragging in the only other person who can do the work, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> can, can or does. It <laughs> <laughs> does do the work, exactly. So so yeah, we're, we're both here wasting our valuable time on a Sunday morning, which is a Monday morning for anybody who's living in the West, to talk about the birthday party. So fun fact, the first people to hear this podcast mm. will be the people that have signed up for my birthday party, which is coming up later on in the week, Friday the 25th, uh, off the wall at Hotel Indigo. And we are making this podcast to send directly to them to firstly thank them for signing up. We're very grateful and we really look forward to hanging out with you on Friday. But secondly, to give a little bit of context on the birthday party, what to expect, some of the legacy behind the birthday party and just generally chit chat about our thoughts on birthdays because, you know, post Corona, I just feel like if you've got another birthday to celebrate, it just hits kind of different. So where to start? Of course, if you've signed up, you already know that the birthday party is coming up at Off The Wall, which is in Hotel Indigo downtown, a few blocks away from Dubai Mall and the fountains, super location. The bar itself is very new. So the majority, vast majority of people will have not seen it. It's a classic, beautiful cocktail bar, extremely long, loads of thick, luscious couches and mm. areas to hang out, an exposed brick wall that's been painted by artists from Karama, north of the city, part of traditional old Dubai, incredible mixologist team over there, wonderful leadership team that have been very generous and extra special shout out to Nana from Maker's Mark, who is going to be arranging a welcome cocktail for anybody who arrives in the earlier part of the night with delicious Maker's Mark in there. And then the team have also arranged a special Raj Kotecha's birthday cocktail menu. I believe there's going to be four drinks on there, combination of sour, sweet, traditional, so yeah, we're going to really have a good time. Also on the night, we're going to be having the first time that Vic and I have DJed together since my last significant birthday party in 2016. The majority of the night, Vic will be DJing. Yep. Being that you've not DJed that much since then. Yeah. How ready are you and where are you going to go? So what am I thinking? Where am I going to go? Musically, I mean, we're, we're talking about classic 80s, 90s, soul, funk, R&B, hip hop little bit of house that's really kind of our lane when it comes to love soul mm. so that's kind of where i'm going to be going so i think i'm prepared all i need to do is take the decks home and just dust off some of them cobwebs when i'm you know thinking about mixing and beat matching and to make sure i've got that right mm. i think i need a few hours just to do that and then i'll be ready nice i'll be doing a birthday set as well so i'm really looking forward to djing for folks here in dubai and especially people that i've not had a chance to dj for i've invited people that i know for a fact i've made a point to reach out to people that i know that are going to enjoy the music yeah and yeah i think that's really it when it comes to the birthday party so again thank you so much for signing up and this podcast is for you and anybody else who i wish could come but for a number of various reasons are not in dubai you will be missed now let's talk about the birthday party more generally funnily enough this is the 20th year that I'm doing the Raj Kotecha birthday party. The first one was at a bar called Font Bar, where I used to do a night called Soul on Sundays when I was in Manchester as a promoter. And you actually came up for that, right? I did from university when I was at Stafford. What do you remember about that party? <laughs> do you want the uh, the clean vet? No, I'm joking. No, the, that, uh, that night you actually drank a lot with my friends. Like you yeah. were at the bar a lot with a lot of my Manchester crew, yeah, I remember. I, I was hanging out with them because, I mean, look, you, you were doing your thing. You were busy. You... It was kind of your night and mm. obviously your birthday and you know you're kind of 
entertaining your friends and mingling with them and chilling with them mm. so i just grabbed a few of your guys and just chilled at the bar and you know mm. doing shots and drinking and just mm. having fun man like your crew in manchester was cool you know mm. and, and what's interesting about the crew in manchester and for anyone that's from the uk that knows manchester uni or the kind of unis in manchester basically anyone from london northwest london harrow mm. went up there to study mm. so for me it was relatively familiar i knew a few people from back home and mm. you know that made it easy for me to connect and just kind of meet and mingle with people mm. it was fun it was you know music was amazing kind of what we we're going to be playing on friday mm. similar kind of vibes good people good party i remember putting you into a cab at the end of the night jeez and i remember cam having a lot of fun with cam yeah i was a joint birthday party with my friend cam who is born on the exact same day same year so we both celebrated our 21st together had a whole bunch of people come down. His girlfriend at the time hired a stripper and it was a uh, it was an entrapment move because she was trying <laughs> to see how he'd respond to having a stripper there. And he responded as all guys respond by sitting down and trying to, you know, just trying to keep it cool. But Sit obviously because it was a trap, he still got his ass kicked for that night. But shout out to him wherever you are. Huh. So the backstory behind the birthday party, like I mentioned, is we started in 2001. Now, certainly every year because of a number of different reasons, I don't do a big birthday party, but there's been a couple that have stuck out i would say it really became a significant thing when we we were both based in in harrow in yeah. the uk we took a a bar that is a that was owned by a friend of vic in pinna northwest london and we did my first birthday party there it was the first basically sold out birthday mm. party we don't sell tickets but it was the first like at capacity birthday party crazy you know some of our friends that were in the professional world crossed a certain line when it came to earning capabilities and so the bar started selling bottles instead of individual drinks which was cool we i'd never seen that coming from yeah. manchester and there was no bottle culture at the time so the bar was extremely happy we had some crazy moments we have video footage of that as well which i'm sure we will put onto mm -hmm. we'll put out maybe in the next couple of days um abs also as well one of the guys in our crew when i tried to experiment i was really at that stage where i was kind of figuring out the love soul sound and my sound i dropped a uh, are you going to go my way? And before the main beat dropped, he cut the video off. God damn it. <laughs> the one clip that I wish, I, I really felt like the beat dropping on that particular song for me was the point where I was like, okay, we're here. I know what to do. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. just, it wasn't recorded, but it's all, it's all good. Shout out to abs because he, for, for that, for that one clip that he missed, he probably made up for it with uh, at least 20 or 30 great ones. Then we had 2008, 2008 was when we hit the scale right like, that was that was a significant milestone i think the lenny kravitz dropping was a milestone in that one night mm. but the next i think in one, our careers period because that was the first edgy risky record that, where i felt i'd gone all the way to the edge because rock music like there was retro and there was throwbacks yeah. but nobody had switched genres because soretto wasn't ubiquitous like no. it wasn't as if people were playing mp3s that was a time where people were still taking vinyls yeah and when you or, take vinyls or CDs. out, or CDs, yeah. So yeah. the restrictions were there. Whatever you take out with you is whatever you take out with you. With MP3s, we had so many. And at that time, all the illegal sites like Kazar and yeah. Napster were all offering reasonably good quality yeah. MP3s as well. So actually, you know, musically, that was a significant point for us. Yeah, that was Love the tipping Soul. point. I feel like Love Soul was really born on that bit. Or or maybe when we DJed for your friend, um, the Punjabi cat, Pritpal, yeah. where at the end of the night, we dropped Whitney Houston. Yeah. Uh, what was a classic R&B night and the crowd went nuts and I was like okay yeah you can afford to push it out a little bit but you just need to play it from a good place and play actually, it with confidence yeah actually a year before for the year or year and a half before that party we were basically old school R&B DJs mm. we started off like that 
Mm. And then we started to push the boundaries, push the boundaries, push the boundaries. Because musically, we're into everything, right? Mm. So it kind of made sense that we would do that. Mm. So the next year, 2008... Well, no, it wasn't always old school because we, it was just R&B, I'd say, more. We were still playing like Kanye, we, Estelle. True, true, You know true. what I mean? We still had basement jacks on vinyl. We had yeah. all these records. But yeah, the, the, the bass ingredient was predominantly R&B. Yeah. And the bass flavor profile was old school R&B. Now R&B becomes, is like a set within a set you know it's not yeah. the set yeah 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 it so, is. so that was a musical kind of moment for us but 2008 i think was a publicly that was a big moment for us in terms of you know a big party mm. that was free mm. 2008 we hired the sterling bar at the gherkin so if you're if you've not been to london or you've forgotten uh just check the just search for the gherkin building and if you you'll naturally get on google a bunch of images of the london skyline and you'll see this black shape <laughs> <laughs> that has has many connotations depending on who you ask but that's a, an iconic building in london and shout out to our dear friend sujan who had a great relationship with the bar allowed us to do my birthday party there we also had sponsors we had sponsors yeah yes shout out to ishan the jeweler we had my friend bintesh who was in finance and also the sunny sunny yeah from did the audio yeah did all the audio so yeah we we had quite a cost base for that one but luckily folks came in and assisted with that and uh, we had probably north of 500 people in that party we had uh, your brother jay dj yeah. we had flashback dj we had uh, some live acoustic music with my friend curran and we had our t-shirt launch i mean it was a it was a significant moment and a yeah. lot of people came from around the country some people even came from other countries to come jam at that party. So that was very, very good. We also had our friend Naz run around and record people. Yeah, like he, he was, was, he was basically like, like an interview, like kind of... Yeah, I think Friction MTV might have style. DJed as well. Do you know what? Friction came... Right, so that's when Friction started doing his London sets, like early like yeah. early in his kind of London career, as it were. It was really cool. Like we just had a lot of our, our friends that time. What's interesting about Friction is he's, he's, in, the, he's in the conversation of the top DJs in uh, the West End of London. So hopefully clubbing opens for him and he can get back out there again mm. soon. And he's now signed with a big DJ agency. So there's a great legacy around that time. My 30th, you know, friends and family, we all went to Wireless Festival, which was cool. We saw Stevie Wonder sing Happy Birthday, yep. which was dope. And then we went to the birthday party that we arranged. Flashback was DJing. Uh, it was my 30th. We had Brazilian, Brazilian dancers, dances. indoor sparklers before sparkler culture was a thing. And family came out, parents, aunties, uncles came to see what we actually do and kind of get some context around why we basically never at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 500 odd people there as well, like a classic night. We videoed the whole night as well, which was just so, so good. Then we had a few others. Uh, we had an Olympics, yep. the year of the Olympics, 2012. We did our own Olympics, which was made up of school games, what they're called? Like sports day. Sports day. We yeah. did our own sports day and uh, egg and spoon race and just all that kind of like stuff. And uh, we called it the Love Soul Olympics. Again, flashback DJ'd. And then probably fast forward to the last significant one, 2016, in the city of London. It was 10 years of Love Soul, somewhat you're leaving, dude, because yeah. you, were, you were eyeing Dubai and heading out here. It was my 36th birthday. So That's we did right. a little dinner and then moved upstairs to a cool dancing area and did our thing. Kish DJ there as Kish, well. Kish did a set, yeah. Oh, he'll be missed on this birthday party. Yeah, God sure. damn. Yeah, sure. so, so yeah, great birthday parties. And just broadly speaking about birthday parties, it's not, it's not a trend that typically carries on into your 30s. No. It's it's a high frequency event from 13, 16, 18, 21, 
25, 30. Well, so I, we, I can tell you it's a high frequency event since from when you're basically born. So mm. as kids, your parents could do your first, your second, mm. and then, then they do the friends ones and then your milestone of 10, 13, and then it goes on from there. So when they're still young, there's still a lot of that going on. Mm. But I think you're talking about there, I mean, just the ones I counted, you're talking about six celebratable birthdays mm. Mm. between the age of 13 and 30. And then it kind of falls off a cliff. Yeah. From 30, I don't know. I mean, broadly speaking, the people don't do parties. I, I, my guess would be, no sociologist, but my guess would be that in your 30s, your circle gets smaller. Yep. You have like some significant life-changing events. You might get married. You might start a family. Scheduling becomes harder because work takes up a bigger part of your life. Your nearest and dearest start to move away and change countries. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you do find yourself partying, more often than not, because people are going through these life-changing events like being engaged and things like that the birthday becomes less of a priority because it's weird to tell people we're celebrating my we're gonna do a big event for my 31st or my 32nd birthday party but people still will do big parties or meet up at bars for engagements or like pre-wedding parties or something like that so it becomes more about two people yeah rather than one but for me i think you mentioned something previously which is about who creates the benchmark it's not a benchmark anymore Right, yeah, yeah. So between 30 and 40, there's no more like significant milestones, right? Milestones, yeah. Right? And the question is, how do you... How do you create those? Like, So the milestone is created by, essentially by society, right? So when you're 30, when you're 40, mm-hmm. when you're 25, when you're 21, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But between 30 and 40, there's no age milestones. Now, there might be life milestones, getting married, getting a new job, buying a house or whatever, but not as far as a birthday is concerned, mm-hmm. that you celebrate it with a party. Yeah, all, all the milestones around your birthday, the socially endorsed milestones typically happen up to 30 and then society then goes, okay, you figure out if you yeah. want to celebrate anything <laughs> yeah, after that, exactly. you do it. So I personally do because I'm very grateful just to even make it every single year. And also from my point of view, I can justify on my birthday taking some time off. And it's really great this year because my birthday is on a Saturday, the party is on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So I can essentially justify taking two days off, which mm-hmm. is rare. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think that, I think birthdays are there to be celebrated. If you only celebrate the birthdays that society suggests you celebrate, which is 30, 40, 50, each birthday is going to get less impressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it yeah. might get more impressive in terms of like, you've got more money to throw a crazier party, but you're not going to be able to participate the same way. And so you're missing out on nine solid birthdays in between those decades. So I think that's a, that's not a move that I would make. So I'm, I'm really grateful to be alive every single year, especially post COVID. So for me, it's a chance to take some downtime. It's a chance to party and have some fun. And also... My sense of getting a gift on my birthday is using my gift. And that is bringing people together, creating a situation where they can be happy, where they can dance, connect them and just arrange for some joy, right? What a nice, mm. what a nice thing that people can look back and be like, oh, I had a good joyous night. And the reason was it was at Raj's birthday, plus the trickle down effects of people remembering each other when they see each other out and about being like, oh yeah, we met at Raj's birthday, which I think is a nice event is that because then your event doesn't become just about celebrating your birthday. It yeah. also becomes a platform. Yeah for people to have these kind of cool experiences. And that's so important to me. That's the why behind why I'm doing birthdays. Yeah, I think remembering certain moments within a night is important and having that attached to you is is great. So that song that I haven't heard for a long time, that person I haven't seen for ages, Mm. that new connection I've made, you know, whatever it may be, that new venue that I found, Mm. whatever it might be, that, that when you've had those moments that are not necessarily engineered, but there's a space created for that to happen. Yeah. That's pretty special. This year as well, I think a lot of people just haven't been out and yeah. heard good music loud yeah. 
for a period of time. And here we are, thanks to uh, the wonderful country of Dubai that we have, or the country of the UAE, that we've managed to have a situation where we can go out safely with social distancing measures and COVID checks and all that in place, that so we can actually go out and be in a room uh, and have a good time. A room that really does feel like, honestly, it does feel like the lounge that you'd find in somebody's like luxurious mansion. It's got a very homely feel to it. So super excited about that. I think that should pretty much put anybody who is thinking about coming down in the right headspace yeah. as to uh, what birthdays, what my birthday means to us. Like the Raj Kutecha birthday party is really a cool event always. And um, even though we've got give or take 80 or so, 80 to 100 people coming down, which is much smaller than some of the events we just described, I think based on the world we live in today, we're still going to have as good a time for yeah. sure. And even maybe a chance for people to connect that they've not seen each other since, you know, pre-corona. In fact, I'm thinking about certain people that I've personally not seen mm -hmm. since pre-corona that yeah. are coming down to the birthday party, which I'm looking forward to spending a bit of time with. Anything else that people need to know? No, that's it. Dress code, just dress comfortable. The door policy is very good. They just want to make sure that everyone who comes in feels comfortable and has a good time. So definitely take advantage of that because you can't do that too much in Dubai. And um, we will see you on Friday night. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if you need anything, you can always DM us. Uh, everybody who signed up has got my email address. And if you want to talk to us about this episode or any episodes, send us a DM at Vic Majaria and at Raj Katecha, both linked up in the show notes. And we will see you on Friday. See you then.